The mutants are coming. Where are these mutants coming from now? Are they they coming from from under in the sewers, coming out at night to to scavenge? Are they are they uh, living in a in a fancy house out in like you know rural New York State? I mean, are they are they in space and they're going to bring space aliens here? Are they are they are they the land we walk on? Where are they coming here's from? Here's the th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of them, every single last one, from Kentucky. <gasps> they're kind of charming, kind of racist, kind of. And charming. they're covered in seven herbs and spices. Yeah, mm. four, not eleven. Four less seven. than KFC because you know those other four. It's just salt four more times. No, yeah, it's just that's their that's their <laughs> mutation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. I like that. Mm. We did it. Well, this we all sounds less charming. Spice, and more wonderful. flavor, and that's the episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues comic podcast. Zero issues comic podcast. Welcome to the show. Once again, we are back with another week, another podcast, uh, more geeky comic book stuff. Just when you thought 364 or whatever the f***ing number is was enough, (laughs) you're wrong. You're wrong. You are wrong. You counted us out Uh, and you were wrong to do so. Mm-hmm. You were wrong, and I was Kyle, and I still am Kyle. And I am Merc. I'm Bri, I'm probably wrong also. Well, okay, here's here's a way to determine if you're right or wrong. I would like to ask a question of you, just just to start this off before, you know, we, we, we tend to, uh, we introduce ourselves and then we jump immediately into the news. But yeah. before we do that, I would like to ask you both a serious question. Okay. With eating a steak or some sort of steak-like thing. Sauce or no sauce? That's question one. Um, depends. Well, I don't uh, s- depends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ask the vegetarian. How do you like your I don't, steak? I don't, I don't I eat know. steak. <laughs> I don't eat steak, but if there was like, you know, like a steak, like a vegetarian steak substitute. Yes, like, that's what I mean. It, can't believe it ain't steak. Um, so celery. I, I would probably, I would probably go sauce. I would sauce that bad boy. See, when I was vegetarian, I I realized that what I missed more than steak was steak sauce. So yeah, yeah. Okay, Merc. I used to do sauce. Now mm-hmm. I've gotten in. I've gotten into rubs. Doing a good steak. No, rub. no. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, like you've you've cooked this thing. It's it's ready to eat. It's on your plate. Oh. Is there is there a sauce with it? Your little dippy dippy. Oh, afterwards? No, no, Th- that that's you dip, a little dipperino. What? You dip your steak? Yeah, I mean, in why like a steak sauce. Oh, yeah. you guys are okay. Wrong. Okay, so Merck's eliminated. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got taste, you've got to leave. Bry, HP or A one? Uh. You put the sauce on before you cook. No, it. you don't. You, you dip bar- it in. You yes, dip you it do. in it. 
This you is don't dip it in. That's yes, what barbecue do. sauce does. I don't. It's not barbecue sauce. It's steak it. sauce. Right, guys, They're two guys, different guys, things. Guys, guys, fucking idiot. Why would you put a limit Jesus on flavor? Christ. Why would you put a limit on flavor? Why would you like that's? Do you put flavor. the cocktail sauce no. on the shrimp before you cook the shrimp? Is that it? Yeah, is that be- what you do? You you put you season your shrimp if that's what you want to do. You know, I feel like usually I would go with A1. Do you remember that there's that old cartoon? But I'm going Don't with H-E. drown your food in ketchup and mustard and goo. I'm not saying ketchup and mustard and goo. I'm saying steak sauce. I'm saying <sighs> I chose steak HP. sauce. I chose HP. <laughs> All right. Merck gets no Our points. Friendship. Bry gets two points. Our okay. friendship is over. I don't know if it was ever, if it was ever true. It was it was all a lie. I'm good. I'm gonna need some news to get over this. It's full of HP lies. You know what HP stands for? Heartbreak. <laughs> oh my god. This got so convoluted and so dramatic, and that is it perfect, did. isn't it? Isn't that perfect for where we're about to go? Yeah. God damn it, let's go to some news. Current Zero News Flash. First off in the news, I'd like to start with this. Uh, 2005, there was the original Constantine movie starring Keanu Reeves, which, you know, it got a a lot of people lambasted it and didn't like it. I quite enjoyed it. I always really enjoyed it. Tilda Swinton, you had like Peter Stormare as Satan. Like, come on. Totally. That was Satan, right? Was he Satan? Yeah. 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 I I rewatched it like six months ago. I like that. Yeah. I think it's great. I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a perfectly good, good movie. It's good. Um, it's it's not like an exact interpretation no. of the actual source material, but like no uh, no cinematic version is. Um, but out of nowhere, just announced Keanu Reeves returning as Constantine as in a Constantine sequel. Like, wow. Weird. Just, out of nowhere. Not that there hasn't been like some hints, but people were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And somehow it happened. Like, I, I think that there is some more genuine appreciation for it now where people kind of got caught up in again. Yeah. Details that are important to the character, which I always think that the preferred version always should be something like the classic, you know, but you can do more with the character and they have, and they're going to continue to do that, which is perfectly fine. So I think that's the time for it. It's a good opportunity to potentially, if everybody's multiversing the fuck out of everything, you could acknowledge that there are other Constantines that have been represented in different uh, series that could also maybe make some sort of an actual brief appearance in some. Yeah. Matt Ryan could show up. He won't, but he could. I think a big part of it is like this is like I said from 2005 is when the original came yeah. out and I think there's been so many comic book movies since and some of them have been just horrible that you look back on and go actually you know what that was a really good for the era movie. no yeah, it holds up it yeah. holds up real well for the era in particular because a lot of there's a lot of real crap <laughs> coming out of that particular moment in time so yeah, that's coming out from Warner. So hey, a good Warner story. Yeah. Yay. Well, good, we'll see. Job, we'll guys. see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see. Um, so it's uh, Akiva Goldsman um, is doing the screenplay and producing. He did he produced do the first one too? The first yeah. one. Yeah, he did. Or he's one of the producers of the first one. Uh, also, Bad Robots, J.J. Abrams and Hannah Minghel are part of the production team as well. So yeah. 
Fingers crossed. Which is interesting because there was another piece of news uh, around the same time, I think. Uh, and I, th- I think that this shows that uh, Zaslav, Zaslav is, uh, is really learning how to use his powers because there was a announced before there was a, a Constantine show, like a new series that was supposed to be coming out. I think also produced by J.J. Abrams, but uh, starring, uh, I think it's Shopway Disaru, I think his name is, and uh, that was supposed to be coming to HBO Max, but now HBO Max has passed on it. So they've said, like, nah, but, like, you know, so it's like they're doing the thing where they'll shop it around elsewhere, and if somebody else picks it up, they can do that, but if nobody else picks it up, then it's just dead. So uh, he, he takes something away. But this time he gave you something too. So, uh. You- <laughs> but you know what? That's true to form of what he was yeah. saying. He wants to get away from the streaming stuff yeah. and go cinematic. So, well, that's what we'll he see. did. We'll see. <laughs> I'm interested. I mean, like, and, uh, I, and I'm going to touch on something else. It's another piece of, of news on that area. There's a report. And every time something is a report, like, you don't know how yeah. genuine this is, but it has been. It has been actually reported on by, like, credible sources or whatever, like, main, mainstream enough sources where you're like, okay, well, hopefully this is Fox News. Here. Fox News, exactly. Exactly. No, it's CNN. Oh, no, it's new CNN. Oh, no. CNN is uh, staying weirdly silent. Tucker Carlson presents. God. Anyway, um, apparently, uh, there's a report that Comcast, NBC, Universal, uh, whatever else is in the mix there G-E. now. Cable Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cable Town. Jack Donahue's coming for you. Yeah, he's coming. Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is, uh, Alec Baldwin's revenge. Uh, be careful. <laughs> um, so apparently the, they're, they're got like the wolf eyes, uh, at the Warner Brothers Discovery, which is just trying to stay on top of, uh, <laughs> something that's sinking. Um, and uh, I guess its market value has gone down because of, well, one, everything that's sort of happened, and two, the way it's been handled has also caused some problems, I guess. But also, there's some speculation being maybe that's the point, and it's going to get sold off somewhere else, and uh, Zaslav is going to get a big, you know, golden parachute or something, and then somebody else can... This this stuff is usually well, pretty Well, I mean, he's got he's to meet Zaslav's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> Exactly. Been sitting on that for three weeks. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad. I'm glad that it, it came out. Oh so, god! I hope someone says his name. Oh god! Oh god! Yeah. So apparently, that it, even if that were the case, it couldn't happen. Nothing could happen as far as a sale for like until 2024 at some point, like two years later. So who knows? By that point, Disney might have just bought both of the two of them anyway, and then <laughs> all of this was uh, just. Kind of a false alarm. There's one company. Mm. You better love it. <laughs> Give me a palate cleanser after that, please. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> In other news, the the name Paul Levitz. Uh, is batted around yeah. a lot t- these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Holy moly. That was good. In, in the barroom, in the bedroom, you hear his name. Mm-hmm. Um... Yes, Paul sir, Levitz. you hear he's, it he's everywhere. A, he's a writer, uh, comic book, in comic books, he's very well known. Uh, he's writer, editor, um, Eisner Award winner, 
Mm -hmm. Um, He's had lots of different roles, including um, president and publisher of DC. Uh, He was Mm. the big cheese. um, He's been he was the big cheese and he was linked with DC. He's mostly linked to DC. That's mostly what he's done in his career. Um, But it has just been announced that he is going to be the writer of Avengers War Across Time, a five-part series uh, as part of the 60th anniversary of the Avengers coming out. Alan Davis is going to be doing the art, and apparently it's like a Kang story that's set in the original time and, and like framework of the Lee Kirby Don Heck run of like the first Avengers first with, year the like Kang. around that area, right? Yeah. Like Captain America yeah. first showed up huh. kind of area. I yeah, I'm not sure exactly where or like where 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 Kang suddenly kind of kicks in in the storyline. So Alan Davis yeah, is a good pick for that. Very good pick for that. I mean, you're going for that classic, but like from people that I am good. I might have to pre-order that. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to read that badly. January twenty. Lord, who's the colorist though? Sorry, I'm just I'm saying you can you can do it where it looks accurate, or you can. Do it you using modern it comic coloring techniques, yeah. and it's yeah. gonna look weird. Yeah. You can make it look like classic, accurate, but still look uh, have a little more like shade and slickness to it that doesn't look completely out of place. Though I think there's a level. Yeah, there's a good yeah. level. Agreed. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't end up looking like Spawn. Yeah, uh, January 2023. Okay, yeah. so right on. Hmm. That sounds awesome. That's actually is soon. Oh God, that's soon. I know. Um, that's yeah, very oh, soon. alarming. Oh, it's not fall yet. Technically, we have six. We have a couple of days. <laughs> it was kind of nice out today. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't raining. I thought it was going to rain. Yeah, it, it didn't rain. My basement didn't flood at all. It was great. It it that's perfect. It rained out here. Oh oh, well, I think it might have rained a little bit, but it wasn't like. Thanks for you know, rubbing it in. Rubbing it in you like you rub HP on that steak sauce. sauce? That you don't rub it. it in. You dip the steak in it. You <laughs> son of a. Welcome to the warm up. All right. Welcome to the warm up this week. We have something a little different. Who who's familiar with the the, the TV show Inside the Actors Studio? Oh yeah, uh, vaguely. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like in it in an actual acting studio in at whatever school. Yeah, with that guy that wrote the Thundercats theme song. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, sure. It's true. Did James he? Lipton wrote the Thundercats theme song. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? You'd be, you'd, you'd be amazed who wrote some theme songs. Let's let's all mm-hmm. yeah yeah. You, can you know I've written call. a theme song or two in my time. <laughs> You'll never guess yeah. which one. Hmm. <laughs> Comment go on, below. go on, try it. Uh, anyways, no, that's not it. Mm-mm, not that one either. <laughs> and they do what's uh, what's called the Proust questionnaire, originally from Bernard uh, Pivot from a French show called Apostrophes, and it's basically here's ten questions that he always asks every actor or, or who, performer who he's talking to. Okay, we are going to ask one of you those yeah. questions. They're going to be tweaked to be comic book oriented, but we're going to quickly go through these which i'm only gonna ask one of you we're not gonna do both because we could save this and i'll ask one of you later on. i thought i thought we were gonna do it as a character (laughs) 
I'll be a pirate. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and no, I'll be no. a ghost that sounds like a pirate. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I feel spin I'm a ghost. in this. I'm a ghost of a middle-aged lady that always wanted to be a pirate. Anyway, um, okay. No, you're going to answer it as you. Who would like to answer? I would love to do this. All right. You want to do it? Okay. I want to do it. Kyle, you're up. Kyle's up. Kyle, you're up. Okay. So question number one, what the original question is, is what is your favorite word? For this, it's going to be what is your favorite comic title? And I don't mean the actual like book. What was your favorite run or, or actual book? Just in terms of an actual title, the name or the design. The the one that, that springs to mind is uh, the irredeemable Ant Man, just because I I like the the Marvel thing of you know the the adjective noun, and I I like you know it, it's always you know extra extraordinary or amazing or incredible yeah. and it's, it's like this guy sucks this guy's a real piece <laughs> of shit, <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was yeah all right. Uh, question two, what is your least favorite comic book title or design or whatever? Um, oh, what was that one? It was, uh, it, it, it was an image imprint. Uh, it was a guy who was very much like Superman. It started with an M. M? I think it started with an image? M or an H. Image? Huh. Uh, I, I, I guess I must hate it if I've blocked it from my memory. Yeah, I don't know. It was who, Mr. Majestic. All right, question three. The original question being, what turns you on? The question I'm asking you, what turns you on about Batman? Uh, the nips. Okay. His nips. Mm. And his Easy lips. answer. And his hips. <laughs> and everything nips, in between. Nips and hips. Oh, right. <laughs> um, What turns you off about Bruce Wayne? You know, get a job. <laughs> this guy, like... You're lazy sack. Oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry that your parents died, but that happens to people, and they have jobs. They're not all just these trust fund, champagne drinking, womanizing, square jawed. Wait a second. That jaw is really square. What if I drew up? A- Cowl over him. Oh my god, I gotta go. Whoa! Also, you know what? Like, come on, man. Look at you, you young Batman kid listening to Nirvana. I was a child when that came out. How the hell old were you? You weren't old at all. Where do you get off, young person? Yeah. Slightly younger than me, person. What written comic book noise do you love? Like, you know, Kerrang! Right. Kerrang! No, Kerrang. Oh, Kerrang. 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 Oh, the metal, the metal magazine. Kerrang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate from Spider-Man? What's, I mean, there's only the one sound. It's thwip. I'm sure he makes other noises. Any other sound he makes is wrong, so all of those are tied because it's, <laughs> it's thwip or nothing. Anything, anything but thwip. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word in comics, used in comics, whether it's an actual curse word or like the G-rated version that they'll often substitute? It's it's the, the 2099 curse word shock. Ah. Because it means it means shit and it means fuck at the same time. 
Something happened on the way to 2099 that we don't we yeah. need to talk about. I shocked my shocking pants. <laughs> it's a mashup. Yeah, they they all loved the uh, the the anime intro to the '90s X Men animated yeah. series. Shock, yeah, and they're like, Play it. yeah, the shock. <laughs> shock. This is rad. So everybody's crying for the moon. What profession in comics would you like to attempt? Um, and that may that may sound obvious, but I feel like the same job that I have now would would be a, a heck of a lot more interesting if if I also had to deal with <laughs> with supervillains on a regular basis. Oh, so it's okay. like, right. hey, like I know you're 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 having a tough time in your life, and you're you're dealing with some some pretty serious addiction issues and that sort of thing, and. Is that that's because the Hulk trampled your house and you have nothing left? I okay. <laughs> and yes, comic book me considers the Hulk a villain because he's never paid for those crimes. <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah. That's true. What uh, profession, uh, comic book profession, would you not like? Anyone working in the Baxter Building or. Avengers Tower or any of those things because I would be murdered. Yeah, really. I would die. The cleaner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be an interesting book is to have just like the kind of like a lower decks version of. Well, I mean, that's, that's like very much Baxter what damage Man. control is sort of like, isn't I it? I guess. Well, kind of, but it, that's a specific other government agency. They did have like a Fantastic Four incorporated element, I think, like in the Mark Wade and Mike Waringo run where like they put Johnny needed something to do. To make him grow up a bit, so he they put him in charge of like being on like the board of this and kind of having to deal with the business aspect that funds everything. So, uh, I mean, but there's much more than that. There's like there could be whole crazy layers to this uh, insane. Yeah, like Namor's gonna drown me eventually, and yeah, I don't want that. I, I that's how I don't want to die is by drowning. I do not want specifically it. from Namor. Namor. Uh, final question. The original one is: If heaven exists. What would you like to hear God say at the pearly gates? My question for you, if heaven exists, what comic creator would you like God to introduce you to? And what would you like to have Jack Kirby say to you? <laughs> Wait, sorry, is, is that I'm going, you know, I'm going to say Kirby and, and what <laughs> yeah, he's going to say? Maybe, maybe not. Take yeah. that as you will. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll meet Kirby and uh, I, I would like him to say, I did fight another one of myself in a raging volcano. You were right, Kyle. <laughs> you were right. Now come here. Come on. That was just a, a non-specific Tuesday. I don't know. I, I forgot about it until I heard let that me, podcast. Let actually. me sock you on the jaw. It doesn't hurt. It's heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's as, an you, honor. as you see him and he walks up and he says, you put barbecue sauce before you fucking cook it. Oh, I see. You're wrong, yeah. Ghost of you, Jack Kirby. And then you also you, you have don't, a little you, dip in no, sauce. no, 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 Ghost of Jack Kirby. Yes, you season with like salt and pepper, whatever. And he winds up, give it a rub, and then he whack. I'm now a mad at Merc and Jack Kirby. Furious, <laughs> both you sons. Wait a second, this isn't Jack Kirby at all. Stanley wearing yeah. a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Excelsior. 
<laughs> He's the nerd that Conan O'Brien does. Oh, my idea. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really mean. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mean to everyone involved, frankly, and Conan O'Brien would be right to come for me. What the f***? So this week, what we're doing, um, we often mention other, like, podcasts or uh, YouTube channels or whatever, and we kind of reference them here and there. We get some information or just get an idea, and we kind of springboard from there. We're going to do the same thing this week. We're springboarding off of Screen Crush, which is a, a YouTube channel. Highly recommend. Go check it out. It's always super fun. They got a Ryan cute dog. On there. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. he's retiring, though. Doug's retiring? The yeah, Doug's Doug. He just announced that he's leaving. On I think just on the last episode, or the but last uh, one of the last. Is that why yeah. they introduced that sock puppet? Because I don't like that sock. Puppet. I know. I kind of thought there was that, or there was like the little TV thing. I don't know if that's. What's he going. was. He was. I'm sure he was trying stuff yeah. out. Well, I mean, you know what? That's nah, okay. That's okay. Maybe we'll get a cat. Could be. That cat won't stay. Anyways. What he, uh, what they did in in Screen Crush, talking about the MCU in the future. Um, of course, they just did all like those announcements at D twenty three and at San Diego, and um, they're kind of into up to was it like Phase six? And they don't have everything, but they have a good chunk of what's what's going to be coming in the next few years. And there is absolutely no X Men involved there at all. Not so a thing. his idea, not a thing, and obviously. Uh, Ryan Airy is a huge X-Men fan. He's just been hankering for the mutants to show up. Mm-hmm. And there's been enough hints that like they're coming and how it's going to work, we don't know. So he put together a pitch of his own of like, this is how it could be done. And it was basically, he called it the mutant saga. And it was like phase seven to nine. And he walked through different things of this is what it could be and who you would introduce and how it would move along. Which I thought was, it was really interesting. It was an interesting take. I highly recommend going to check that out. Um, I like some of his stuff. I don't like some of his stuff. Uh, But we thought, oh, here's a good idea. Maybe we could springboard off that and make our own pitch. Uh, But we're not actually coming to you today with a finished pitch. All three of us have some ideas, little nuggets, and we're going to throw it out and kind of work through it. We're actually going to discuss the ideas and come up with the pitch as we go. We're just gonna we're gonna just make a whirlwind of ideas and just sort of grab on and try to build uh build a ladder to three entire phases of uh you know movies, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's a tornado ladder, uh, a famously real thing. A tornado ladder. <laughs> yep. And I'm so confused. <laughs> you mean like a DNA? <laughs> I have been dangling this in front of the guys. That we're talking about this, and I kept saying, I do have, like, a limitation or an idea, like, a, a no-go zone that I want to throw out. No storylines that have been done on film already. Oh. So, in in Screen Crush, he goes, well, let's do Dark Phoenix Saga again. For the which, third time. The, for yeah. the third time. And that's why I'm saying no. I'm like, let's not do that. Uh, just because, like, you one, as soon as he said that, I got super disappointed. Because I'm like, yeah. can we not do that fucking storyline again? Because maybe this is sacrilege. I don't even really like that storyline. Um, it's it's you know, not you know that what? good. The uh, 
the the one like the very first note that I have was it's sort Dark of done. Phoenix. No, no, it's not Dark Phoenix. It it was a storyline that was kind of done, but I'm gonna say it's close enough to not having been done that I'm cool I, with. There are there it. are a few that kind of hint at. So I basically was right. Dark Phoenix is out. Days of Future Past is out. Mm-hmm. Wolverine Origin stuff. Um, yeah. out those were the kind of the main thing like the like okay. phoenix and days of future past are like the chunky ones that yeah. just remove them all together yeah um you can borrow little things from them but not do those straight up right absolutely yeah i'm so cool that, that being said um how do you want to start this so i think very very first off the top we have to say you know they're they're going to be introduced and it's sort of a question of of how and when and my my thinking is there are going to be you know little bits and pieces pre secret wars but once once that movie has has come out and i am assuming the the universe is going to be somewhat reset or changed uh at that point anything going forward mutants have always existed or you know they've existed for the past hundred years, and they're they're an established part of that world. Whether they're established and everybody knows, or it's established they're there, and then people become aware of it, and then mm-hmm. have to deal with those repercussions because yeah. they've already been. It's already been set up that Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, is a mutant. Right. Yes. So she is there. They exist already to some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the the foundation is there. And then there's also the idea Namor is being re- introduced as well very shortly in, in the film. So whether they take that as him being a mutant or not, technically he is the first mutant in the comics. So Yes. And I think what they need to do is, uh, and that's kind of what they're sort of doing already, I guess, is that they have like, you know, you had uh, Patrick Stewart showing up and you had like, you know, the hints at mutants and you have little things that are related to the mutant world kind of slowly being added. Um, so I think like doing more of that, but like once it's really hitting its stride, I think that's the time you got to bring in the big gun, which is, uh, signing Chris Evans on to do a flashback scene, uh, with Wolverine in World War II, I think would be. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I kind of put the same thing. Not to go right, right into that. I think like you should have like, I I like a lot of stuff. Like you, there's like a Dazzler concert who has an amazing light show in something and you don't really know why, even though if you know, you know, when you have like, you know, maybe there's these weird, like avenging angel sightings in New York city or something like that. Like someone with big angel wings, but nobody can get a good shot of them. Just stuff like that. Like that, sort of maybe track with early days of X-Men pretty well. And then, uh, you know, so that's maybe, that's what I would say too, is maybe try to focus on, you know, instead of like sort of jumping in when, when all these characters are like, you know, teachers and stuff, but try to start from the beginning and kind of just have things move quick. Oh yeah. Well, well, like you, you look at the, the first X-Men issue and you know, it was the sixties, but nobody really talked about mutants until Magneto showed up at a missile base. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And and these school kids had to go and, and try to fight him. <laughs> yes. A thought I have on that note, just to jump it in, I would say even have a scene, maybe like during the whole blip period where Captain Marvel or in like a Captain Marvel project, something she's in where that sort of happens, like Magneto ha- launches this big attack 
and like the original X-Men are there and to fight him off. And like, you know, like Cyclops knocks his helmet off with the beam strike. And then he's just like, all of a sudden just seems to be in like excruciating pain before he just flees. And then everyone else and then the other guys take off. And then everyone in the area just sort of, you know, just all of a sudden it's just like, oh, this never happened. Like this sort of thing has sort of been happening for a bit. Like maybe the sort, sort of like, like some some very powerful telepath has has been erasing people's memories oh. of these sort of things. Oh, yes, that's yes, good. That's good. But like it's, but it is still recent enough. It's not like the X Men have been around for decades. You're not going to do that, right? No. Like it's it's no, they've existed no. for a while. This is sort of happening because of all these cosmic snappy snap events going on maybe more and more mutants are getting triggered but you already had a lot of like a a, a a pretty tight collection of known mutants that already existed like this was already a natural phenomenon that was being covered up but you can't cover it up anymore because there's too many getting activated going forward and that, that's uh, another good bit is the whole snappy snap because there was discussion that that power that went out because of that has caused mutations so then it takes a little while to take effect and then right. a little while, like people aren't only suddenly going to go, I'm going to go put on spandex and run outside and go right. do stuff like you're and some of them aren't going to have powers that even warrant that. So and and to go back to your cap and Wolverine thing. um, Yeah, you're going to have to link. I think a big part of this is like you've already got the MCU built. Right. You're going to have to base it off those characters and then spread out and they're all going to have to interact with those baseline characters, the Avengers and whoever, yeah. El- like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, whoever you're going to do it. Um, like, I got, I got a few a things. Again, you can have Armor Wars coming out. How about Trask Industries gets introduced in that? You know, yeah. so like the yeah. people who make the Sentinels are getting into that sort of business. You have like, you know, you, uh, the Shi'ar could easily pop up in like Guardians of the Galaxy, something like that. I mean, the Star Jammers, the Star Jammers. Star you introduce- Jam- oh my. Yeah. Yeah, Friggin yeah, because they're out there, right? Steven Tyler shows up. Oh yeah, yep. or even some cast. of the like. Oh, so good, you can like, stunt cast that. So good. By this point, Fantastic Four is going to be out. So mm-hmm. then maybe Reed and Charles already know each other or have some yeah. sort of connection yeah. as well. James Marston, James Marston as Corsair with the mustache and everything. Just have him, <laughs> have him just go that nuts. That would be lovely. Just as a, just as a cute casting in, in a I, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know what? I would be into that. I would absolutely. I mean, I love James Marston. The idea of like, okay, the MCU already exists. How to introduce the mutants. They are, they're there but we don't really know, they're going to have to, the existing ones are going to have to interact and kind of introduce them first. So I think a a good idea would be even just having like a group of high profile, powerful, but not like, not apocalypse level or anything. Right. Villains, but other really cool villains suddenly start showing up. And then, you know, the Avengers have to start dealing with like the Juggernaut showing up. Yeah. Or Sabretooth, or Mega Red, White Queen, Mystique, Mastermind, like these kind of sort of, yeah. and it's not like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is showing up. That has doesn't exist yet, but these are individual I mean, villains doing their thing. Mystique, Mystique easily could be retconned in as, uh, as having been there for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Maria Hill. Yeah, you could work her into the whole secret. Yeah. invasion thing. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 I'm not an alien. I'm- she knows that there's Skrulls, but I've been, yeah. like, also it's like, I've run into a few, and, and I pretended I was a Skrull, but, like, I'm, yeah. 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 That could easily work. It introduces them, they start to battle them, but then all of a sudden this new 
group shows up and that's when you introduce the X-Men. Not right away, but kind of trickle it in and then... My thought was, like, again, you sort of abruptly introduce them in a way that suggests they've been here for a while, but, like, maybe somebody... Again, if Captain Marvel's present, for example, and she has had been kind of tight with the X-Men, you know, in the comics, obviously, pretty famously, and maybe, like, for some reason, like, she... Whatever, whatever her powers are, like, she sees this happen, and this memory wipe happens, but she's it doesn't quite fully work on her. Like, she, like, knows something's up. Like, she sort of is onto it. So maybe you enforce a bit of a connection. Hey, listen, I'm not saying do this specifically, but if you're talking about introducing characters, they've already played a little fast and loose. Kamala Khan is a mutant now instead of an inhuman. Maybe some other characters we've met with powers that haven't had that hashed out that aren't necessarily in the comics mutants, but it's not that important. Maybe they were our mutants the whole time. Okay, so leading off of that, one of the defining things about mutants is that nothing really differentiates them between, you know, them or some other powered person, except for the fact that it's a trait that they're born with that manifests around puberty. And for some reason, people really don't like them. They're, they make them uncomfortable. And I was, I was trying to, to justify it and think like, you know, try to think of, of any superhero in Marvel who specifically is like, I don't like mutants. And it's, you can't really, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, who doesn't like superhero. mutants? They're all, they're all cool. Cause they're all U.S. agent. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Probably U.S. agent. Um, but I was, I was trying to think of like, what is a reason that the, you know, the general public or anyone who you could, you, you would consider Okay, what's a reason that makes sense to to make what is, you know, quote unquote, a good person into a racist? <laughs> well, but that's the that's the thing like that. You're explaining you're asking the question, why does racism exist? There is no logical. No, I know. I know. But, but this is well, this is for movies. Yeah, this they're manufactured for, for mutants, the manufactured consent for hating them is the idea that oh this child is legitimately a weapon or yes. even an adult has enough power can so do something whatever. something needs to happen something like something bad needs to happen an event yeah an yeah. event happens or somebody yes. is even just witnesses and it, it could be you know it could be an accident it could be on purpose it could be magneto yeah. doing Something terrible like the whole New York takeover in uh, New X-Men. That was one of the yeah. things that I thought of. But it might be a little too on the nose. I yeah. mean, what, one thing that, that crossed my mind was uh, thinking of, of that Earth-X book. Celestials are born out of planets, just like, just like in the Eternals movie. Um, and the planet dies. But also from that, Galactus... His job, whether he knows it or not, is to destroy planets, to kill those celestials, to keep some sort of universal balance. So, the reason that that uh, a celestial was was coming out of the planet in Eternals was because there are mutants; they're here, and that you know the the step forward in evolution sort of triggered something that made a celestial start to come out, and because of that. Galactus is on the way and he's going to destroy the planet and it's mutants fault. They didn't do it on purpose, but just the fact that they exist means that 
this thing is coming that it wants to destroy the planet. Which is a natural... And that, that's a pretty good reason yeah. to be... Yeah. To not like those people and want them dead. It's a risky gambit of, like, tying it to something from the Eternals that you hope people mm. remember seeing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Well, I feel like every time they try to make the Eternals relevant, it just, like, kind of reveals the nature of the characters that's, like, really impossible to like, <laughs> but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, You know what? Whatever. I... Whatever. It's, that is what it is. Lean into it. But the, 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 you know, the short version is something really bad has to happen. Like, really bad yeah, has to really happen to, to make the public in general be like, mutants suck yeah. and I don't like them. And I'm not a bad person for thinking that. I think even, like, a, uh, like a Nuclo thing. Where Nuclo blew himself up and oh, took yeah. him to school. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, like, like the yeah. Like, that's thing. horrible. But that sort of thing where it's But something like where, somebody, like, it's, it's an accident, though. Something that is, yeah. like, a complete, yeah. like, somebody has these next-level Omega powers that just cannot be contained, and the worst happens for, for unfortunate reasons. Or even just, like, something, yeah, even, like, a kid suddenly develops the powers in the middle of a school. Yeah. And it, it it sends a plague out in the middle of the school. Or something, like, just something as simple as that. that and then they report on it, and you're like, oh, my God, these things exist. And then they start to make those links, and the media starts to make the links of, like, these things exist, and oh, my God. And you see and some scientist on TV, stops. and it's like, it's from this... This is why it happened, and you know your kids might might have this. Other your neighbors' kids might have this. Yeah, and even explaining that this is not intentional. This is just a a biological thing that happened. This right. was not. In, but it doesn't matter. The, like the fervor is is right. up and going already. And also, like why Tra Charles was trying to kind of keep a lid on this because he feared. You know, he's trying to find them and sort of help them to control their powers before something could happen like this. It is strictly, you know, he's Charles, so he's going to mess it up because uh, that's what he does. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, he's doing his best, but also... He's going to make some bad calls. You, I think you have to touch on that as part of Xavier, is that there's some lines that he sort of crosses casually, especially earlier in the comics, where he's like, I gotta make sure no, people don't remember this. There's a good reason for doing it, but that also crosses some boundaries as well. Even though he did it for the best reasons for survival's sake, you know, once people find out that this has been happening and they didn't know about it, that also can, and that's not helping matters at that point on that level, the way things come out. Like what I was talking about, introducing like Juggernaut and Sabretooth and those characters into the MCU and then they battle them. We see the X-Men and I, and when I, Say the X Men show up, it's first class X Men, like the, yes, the original, original lineup. Oh, yeah. They yeah, should yeah. be introduced for Earth. I think, like, we're talking uh, phase seven to nine. I think Wolverine should be maybe hinted at in like eight and then show up. You can have the all new, all different X Men show up. In the last, I, I want that exact thing to happen. I want, I want, yeah. you know, that first team that gets established to go to this island and get messed up. And I want, I want a, a movie long. We got to put a team together of these misfits. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's what made that comic storyline so great was that it was such a weird mashup of just who the hell are these guys? You don't know anything about them yet. Like, of course, now we have a semblance of who they are, even in cinematically, but you can still play with that. But then it's at the same time, this also happens on the other side where like Juggernaut and Sabretooth and whoever, but that's when the reaction starts to come against mutants. 
that's when Magneto starts to come in. And this is like phase seven to nine. So they are the, the initial phase of villains. And I think a good idea, I was trying to think like who's going to be the best long-term villain that's like the, the Thanos payoff. I think we should eventually get to Apocalypse. And oh, they did a Mr. movie though. Mr. They Sinister. did a movie though. <laughs> well, but it's not. I'm the joking. Same I'm joking. Like, yeah, yeah. You take it. You take it in a much better direction. Yes, yes. And yes. then also mix in a Mr. Sinister genetic yes. manipulation scientist sort it's of thing. The sooner the better. He's gonna be. It's gonna be a really hot guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be lean. He's gonna have that low key sort of look. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. No. No. The Mr. Sinister should show up like as soon as possible. That. I mean, Mister Sinister was was working on the you know the super soldier serum. He was yeah, he was yeah. in that room. But hey, if they're, they're potentially leaning into like the weapons plus stuff, they brought back the abomination. There was a little bit of a hint there. They could go full yeah. bore in that direction, kind of separately from like Xavier and Magneto and stuff. Kind of you know build up the Wolverine kind of you know secret government shit over here, and then there's you got a whole web that touches everything. They, that's the thing is like they've set everything up so well. You. You know, you could have the cosmic elements you can lean into very easily because, again, you got the Shi'ar. You could fit them into anything going on over there. You could. Uh... I always when I was originally writing notes, I, w- I wrote down stay away from space because I was like, not that you can have certain parts of it, but I think the actual X-Men. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't go to space for. I would, OK, I would say while. stay very away from time. space, but space can come to you. Yeah. Space, space can come to you. Yes. But it's like, I'm, that always bugged me in the comics when early on they just suddenly jump in a shuttle and characters that have never been to space are suddenly going to space. And that's why when, in the MCU, when there were space characters already, and then all of a sudden, that like in, <coughs> pardon me, Endgame, they go into space and they're like, okay, who's... Who's is uh, is this their first time into space and they're like oh my god me 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 I thought that was great because like these you're it's got to make sense that you're not just suddenly I'm a scrappy Canadian former GI and now I'm going to space and everything's fine like it doesn't make sense well yeah yeah I mean there's some stuff that yeah you could I mean I feel like keep it at a reasonable level that makes sense for these uh, properties and stuff. But I mean, like you can make these connections. You can make like the magic connections a little bit. Wanda, you can have just have her be a mutant. Yep. She's still on contract. You can yeah. do it right now. Yeah, yeah. You can introduce Magneto early enough where you can actually do that. If you really want to, you could, um, you can make those connections that also will pay off later with like Ileana and stuff like that. You have all, there's so many things you can set up. Like there's so many pieces to this world that are already in place so well for that. And I'm hoping what they do, too, is just, like, lean into, um, like, the mutant culture stuff that has been done in, like, the Morrison and, like, Hickman with Krakoa and stuff like that. Like, have it sort of be meaningful. You know what I mean? It's not directly, you know, there's there's always going to be stuff that, like, is obviously very, um, like, a metaphor for real life prejudice in a number of ways. But you can yes. sort of give it its own kind of identity, but also have it be kind of all encompassing and then give it like its own kind of style and stuff like that. It could be a, you know, kind of a fun thing to do that impacts the whole world in more subtle ways. You know what I mean? Just kind of go, but like just the the way it develops, right? It's all about like go selling. To, go to like an underground mutant bar and Dazzler's there. Yeah, and... exactly. I always thought of like uh, putting like the Morlocks in there. So you have like totally. different yeah. levels. And you have like a whole underground scene where people are not homeless, but like living in 
underground spots in hiding because they can't just pass as normal people and not be called out on it. Yeah. And I think, too, like, once they become a known thing, like, you can branch it off into, like, X-Factor, for example. Like, once mutants are here, everybody knows these mutants are here, you can introduce... You can even do, like, the 90s X-Factor team and sort of tie things together where, like, Scott and Alex don't know each other, bring Forge into things, you know? Like, just sort of naturally build these things out happening at kind of the same see, time in a condensed Forge? way. Because I'm thinking Gary Oldman. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, not uh, but, really. No, but... Scarlett Johansson, well, she's, she's be... back, but in a different role. Yes. Yeah, that's supposed to be, like, a... a... A Native American character. I know. <laughs> Maybe, I know. I'm just thinking uh, of the yeah. mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I even thought of like having that character. I, I actually wrote down Forge is like suddenly showing up, like working for the government. Or yeah. Something. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. A creator, and they're using that. Um, having Banshee, like you introduce Sean Cassidy, and he's like mm. he works for Interpol and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. You don't realize who he is until much later on. Put him, put him in the next Black Widow movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And like he just throughout most of the movie, it's it's this guy named Cassidy, and he's just yeah. your average guy, and then he screams someone out through a brick wall. And yeah. like, how did you do that? It's like shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens off screen enough where he's just like, I don't know what happened. Sounds like a banshee. Wink. <laughs> Does that sound cool? Do you like it? <laughs> And then you can cross over with uh, other existing, like you were talking about, like the Super Soldier Serum. Yeah. You could have Gambit, turns out he just has Super Soldier Gumbo. And, yeah. Uh, or maybe yeah. like Gamma, Gamma Radiated Gambit, Gamma Gambit. Mm, Gambit, sounds... yeah, Gamma Bit. Yeah. Gamma Man Bit. I mean, yeah. Gamma Man you know, we want to we, we get to the, you know, and eventually we're going to get to like the, the real like heavy hitter A1 characters. Yeah. Like A1 steak sauce. Whoa, I thought HP was the winner. I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, yeah, but like A1, A1 bold, that's that's a pretty good steak yeah, sauce. Yeah, it is bold. That's true. Yeah. I only like HP. You know, they're they're really good. On your steak. They're really good, but as long as you put them on before, because that it's got Yeah, but like the in- Wikipedia entry that I just sent you in the group chat, it's it clearly says that steak sauce is, is a different thing from barbecue sauce, and it's a condiment. So you put it on a condom. I'm going to fucking end you. All right, that's it. That's it. I don't think we have a well, I don't think we have a clear total pitch, but I think No, we we there's we enough don't, of but a I don't. We'd be talking forever. I I felt like we weren't going to get there in the next yeah. 10 no, minutes. No, there's no way. Yeah, no. No. We it'll we wouldn't get there in the next hour. No. 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 I mean, if we didn't get there already, but, we're not going to get there. But I think we have some good nuggets there. There was a couple of things that came up that I'm like, that that would work really well for those those phases. Yeah. I think so, too. I think this is a topic that can absolutely be revisited or or a, a, a sort of thing that can be done for how do you make this? What does that actually yeah. look like? Yeah. I think we should do it and with, again. With that... Let's maybe say who we are. Uh, I'm Brycotic. I'm going to go first. What is up? I'm Brycotic. Uh, you can check out my comic that uh, that is made by me at welcometohereafter.com. And it's called Welcome to Hereafter. And it's about God and stuff. I don't know. Read it. You heard him. 
And also uh, Instagram, B-R-Y-K-O-T-Y-K. That's me. I am Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Merck on Facebook, uh, Merkinot like Astronaut on Instagram. And my name is Kyle Lees. You can check my stuff out at thekylelees.com or thekylelees on Instagram or thekylelees.shop on Instagram. <gasps> and that's oh, only right. that's only the shop stuff. There's no pictures of what I'm watching on TV. Bowfinger, as it turns out. Bowfinger. Uh, you can also check out all three of us, along with our good friend Ryan Mackett, who is uh, on Instagram at rymac underscore creations uh you can check out all four of us at the thunder bay country market every wednesday from 3 30 to 6 30 p.m and every saturday from 8 a.m to 1 p.m we have a whole bunch of cool stuff you can come look at it and come look at us and we'll look at you and we'll have a staring contest it'll be great look right in our faces mm-hmm. uh also uh, hey oh oh yeah. no i want to do it i want to do it i want to do it i want to i want to i want to thank I want to thank KP Merkley, and I want you to thank KP Merkley, uh, Ocean City Defender, for Everyone doing the, the cool music that, that you hear throughout this and every episode of the show from the very first one. It's true. He's, he's available for making music for you, so look him up under Ocean City Defender, the musician, not the game. But if you own the rights to the game and you want someone to make music for the remake of the game, what are you even thinking about? even thinking about anyone except Ocean City Defender. Think of those credits when you're like playing the game Music by Ocean City Defender. What? It'd be amazing. Like, but I'm playing Ocean yeah. City Defender. What? Is the game alive? It is. I think we all know that it is. Well, until next week, have a have a great week. Have a great week. Keep your keep your st- Steak keep, sauce clean. And keep yep. your stick on the ice. Clean. Keep your keep your steak sauce in a little cup and dip your steak in it. How about that? How do you like them apples? <laughs> gross. Is You're it like gross. apple? Is it like You're, apple steak sauce? Is it like applesauce? Applesauce, bitch. Zero wishes.